Lakers versus Grizzlies game two is underway tomorrow and we've got an update on Jaw Morant. Is he playing or is he not? Let's get right into it. What's up, Laker fam? Welcome to the Laker Hand podcast. I am your host, of course, Laker Hand. I am joined by the one, the only, my favorite co-host in the entire world, Laker Dad. Dad, I don't know about you, but I'm still uh, feeling pretty darn good about the Lakers' Game 1 victory. But time to uh, move on. Game 2 is tomorrow, and the Lakers absolutely have to keep their foot on the gas. No question about it, Hannah. I, too, am still very excited about that first win. But even as fans, if we're going to support the team, we got to put that behind us now. That game is over. It's great that we won. Uh, but we got another game tomorrow night, and we gotta, you know, keep the foot on the on the gas uh, because we're in a great position to try to win that game, especially if John Morant doesn't play. Yeah, and you know, speaking of John Morant, no one quite knows what he is going to do tomorrow. Now, the Memphis Grizzlies are kind of keeping it more coy. They're saying that Jaw is, you know, going to be a game time decision. But a lot of the top reporters around the league, and uh, including Wojdat, is saying it's highly unlikely that John Morant plays. Obviously, he really hurt his hand uh, in that fourth quarter in, in Game 1, was, you know, screaming in pain. So I don't quite know if he's going to play. I don't think anyone's going to know 100% until uh, game time. But regardless, the Lakers have to prepare as if he is, and doesn't matter if he plays or not because the Lakers absolutely have to come out with a vengeance they cannot let up at all. They have to come out and get this game too and uh, get this series under control. Yeah, you know, Hannah, um, in the playoffs, it's the mission of the home team to keep the home court advantage. You know, you're going to have two games at home. You want to win both those games before you go out on the road. If you're the traveling team, in this case, the Lakers going to Memphis, your goal going into it is to win one of those two first games. So you wrestle, uh, you know, control... Uh, home court advantage for the rest of the series at that point. The Lakers were not really expected to win that first game. I think most experts thought if they were going to win one of the two games, it would be the second game. But they shocked everybody, and they they won that first game. So they're in a great position right now, Hannah. Uh, you know, because no matter what, they're going to come back from Memphis with a split, which is really what most teams on the road, you know, are looking for. But we have a great chance to go up 2-0, especially if Morant is hurt for tomorrow, because he may be back the next game. So let's win that game tomorrow, Hannah. Exactly. That's why tomorrow's game is really so important. And now, obviously, Dad, I think some of the big questions here are, can the Lakers, you know, keep this momentum? Can Austin Reeves and, you know, Rui Hachimura back up their extremely impressive Game 1 performances in Game 2? Obviously, uh, with Rui, you know, tying Michael Thompson with the most points uh, scored off a bench in the playoff game for the Lakers' history. And then, of course, Austin Reeves having 23 huge points, including 14 points in that fourth quarter. I think a lot of people have uh, their eyes on those two players, but we also have to remember that this Lakers team is exceptionally deep. So if those two guys don't come out and score, you know, 20-plus points apiece, we also have a lot of other guys who are more than capable of stepping up and, you know, hitting some big shots. Yeah, Hannah, uh, it goes without saying, this is a pretty deep Laker game. So if, if Reeves and Hashimura don't uh, equal what they did in the first game, there's always the chance that Schroeder could have a big game. Beasley could come in and hit three or four threes. Uh, D'Lo can certainly score more points than he scored in the first game. So there's a lot of options for the Lakers here. 
And, uh, you know, we're just going to have to see how it plays out. But the great thing about this is that there's a number of guys who can contribute. You're never quite sure on a night-by-night basis who's going to step up. But the likelihood is somebody's going to step up, and that's what the Lakers need. Yeah, exactly. You know, I think another one of the, the keys to this game is really limiting the turnovers. You know, the Lakers did a good job of that in the first quarter, having no turnovers. But then LeBron kind of went a turnover to turnover town, and all of a sudden the Lakers found themselves down, and they didn't regain the lead until, you know, late in that third quarter. So this Lakers team, they, they've got to be, obviously game one, there's a little bit of nerves, a little bit of jitters, so that's kind of to be expected, but now that they've had a game under their belt, they've got to be able to uh, limit those turnovers, and dad, uh, I want to see LeBron and AD maybe take over a little bit more in this next one. Yeah, Hannah, uh, on the subject of turnovers, you're right, uh, especially against this Memphis Grizzlies team that's blazing fast you know, you turn the ball over, they're going to be scoring a basket before you can blink. So you got to hold those turnovers low. Now, speaking of LeBron James, you know, LeBron had a pretty good game in that first contest with Memphis, but he wasn't great. You know, they're, they're, you know, he didn't have a great game. He wasn't super uh, aggressive. Uh, you know, a lot of people feel that in the first game of a series, LeBron kind of feels it out and tests the waters a little bit. So I'm looking for LeBron to have an even bigger game. Uh, and, of course, they can certainly use it. Now, AD's the one constant. He's got to be great on both ends of the floor. Yeah, and obviously he had a, a monster defensive game in Game 1, getting seven blocks and just completely uh, being dominant in the, the Lakers' interior defense. But, you know, I do want to see him be a little bit more aggressive offensively. I think he only took 17 a shot attempt. I'd like to see him, you know, score a little bit more. But again, um, it was one of those nights where the Lakers had some other guys really step up, and AD really did lead us um on the defensive side of things. And I think the Lakers, as we all know, and Dad, maybe uh, you obviously I think agree with me on this, but the Lakers. They play, they win their basketball games when they are playing lockdown defense, and that really does start from Anthony Davis, who, of course, is their anchor on the defensive end. Yeah, no question, Hannah. Defense is the key, and the Lakers, uh, you know, for quite a while now, especially in the fourth quarter, I notice the Lakers are really, really tough in the fourth quarter, whether they're leading going into the quarter or they're not leading going into the quarter. Uh, they seem to play really good defense in the fourth quarter, and that has been instrumental in a lot of their recent victories. Yeah, you know, and I think it's going to be extremely important that the Lakers come out really, really hard on the defensive end. They can't wait until, you know, the second half to really lock down because I know this Memphis Grizzlies team, uh, whether or not Jaw plays, they're going to be coming out with a vengeance. They're upset and pissed off that the Lakers uh, stole this game one victory. So I know they're going to be coming out, you know, guns blazing, and the Lakers have to set the defensive tone from the get-go. Yeah, Hannah, the Lakers need to do a better job on Jaron Jackson Jr. I mean, he's known as, he well, he just won Defensive Player of the Year the other day. So he's known for his defense, but he's... He scored 31 points in that first game and was, you know, fairly unstoppable for much of the game. They threw some different players at him. He's a very big guy, so it's a little bit tough. They got to do a better job. He's not known for being that kind of scorer, and they certainly don't want him scoring 31 points again. Yeah, no, absolutely not. They're going to definitely have to uh, contain him. And, Dad, you know, one of the things that I think is the most important thing and one of the biggest kind of blessings, I guess, that we can say is this Lakers team is obviously for pretty much the entire season had to fight from behind. They've had to really fight tooth and nail to get in the position that they're in. And now that they're here, uh, it's great because they've had three full days to recover from game one and game two. 
Uh, and I think that's obviously something that the Lakers really, really needed. You know, they need to rest. They need to kind of get their bodies right um, and mentally and physically, of course. So this three-day break, I think, is going to really be very useful for them, help them hopefully kind of get rested, rejuvenated to come out and really play with a lot of energy from opening tip. Yeah, they should be in fairly good shape, Hannah. They had, you remember, that the fact that they won the first play-in game uh, meant that they still got four or five games off before they started uh, the playoffs. And now after the first game, they have another three days off. So they should be fairly rested. Now, again, Hannah, I want to stress that a little bit of the pressure is off the Lakers right now because they won that first game. Again, when you go on the road, you want to at least get a split because that means you've now seized control and home court advantage in the series, and it forces the other team to win a game on your court. But we have to be greedy here, Hannah. We got that split. Ja might be out. If nothing else, he might be a little bit under the weather. You know, we've got to keep the pedal, the, the pedal to the metal. We've got to try to win this game because, and I think the Lakers will. I think the Lakers are going to come out a little bit loose, you know, a little bit like, hey, you know, some of the pressure's off here because we won that first game, but let's go get the second game. I hope that's what's going to happen. You know, it's funny that you uh, you say that a little bit of the pressure is off because it's fine if they split this road trip, but we all know, or at least I know watching with you, they lose this game tomorrow, you're going to be absolutely suicidal, depressed, saying that the, the season's over and uh, now Memphis is going to win. But you know, Dad, I just have a lot of faith in this Lakers team. I think they are a good, exciting, hungry team. They've obviously shocked the entire NBA. I think they have so much depth. I think this team is hungry. I think they know that they're in a very special position to not only win this series, but potentially even, I know it sounds a little crazy, but win an NBA championship. And I think that they, they have a really big uh, a goal in mind, and I think they can really accomplish whatever they set their mind to. So I'm expecting a very exciting game too. But Dad, I think that's going to uh, be it for today's, I guess, what would you call it? A little pre-game show. But Laker fam, I want to hear from you guys. Do you think John Morant is going to play let me know you can tweet me my twitter is at hannah underscore kulik and of course you can also always message me on instagram my instagram's at hannah rose kulik until next time laker han and laker dad are out bye everyone